how are you now? <laughs> how are you now? I mean, that was a rough one to watch, wasn't it? But your Montreal Canadiens, they sure pulled it off. They win 2-1 to one over the Calgary Flames in Calgary. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and woo, what did I just watch? Man, the Flames dominated the Habs even worse than they dominated the Sharks in the previous game. Now the Habs, you know, maybe this is the hockey gods giving back some karma because they probably deserved, you know, hypothetically a win against the Sharks and they didn't get it. And they get one here that they definitely didn't deserve. But what a performance by Jake Allen. Um, let's get to the recap. It's not going to take me too long because we didn't have too many goals, right? Only three total goals. But en tout cas, on y va. About 14 seconds into the game, <laughs> the Habs get on the board quick, right? Sean Monahan gets in loose on basically a partial breakaway, but it's a contested puck. And uh, Jacob Markstrom, for whatever reason, comes flying out of his net, slides almost all the way to the goddamn blue line. And the puck, meanwhile, is still loose, and it is found by one rookie named Yuri Slavkovsky. And he shoots that puck through a couple of defenders that were trying to cover the net in Mark, Markstrom's stead, and it's one nothing for the Habs. Really good start. But from that point on, it was all flames, pretty much. I mean, the Habs had some decent moments in the first five, six minutes of the game, but Following that, it was, it was all flames. Jake Allen was really keeping the Habs in this one. It could have been 2 or 3-1 to one by the end of the first period, no problem. And probably without any serious fault to Jake Allen on that front. But it wasn't. Still one nothing at the end of 20 minutes. Second period, very much the same goddamn thing. Jake Allen is really holding the Habs in this game. Uh, towards the end of the period, however, Mike Matheson... He's in a bit of a puck race with Elias Lindholm. Lindholm just knocks him down on the way to the puck. Clear interference. No call. Ends with Lindholm scoring at the side of the net with like 14 seconds left on the clock, and it's 1-1. I mean, I, I really felt like that was interference. Uh, some people on Twitter disagree with me. Most I even saw Flames reporters saying that that was uh, clear interference on Lindholm's part. But what are you going to do? It's 1-1. The Flames probably deserved a few goals ahead of that. So you can't be too mad about it. We go into the third period with a tie game, which is better than the Montreal Canadiens, strictly speaking, deserved in that game. We get into the third, and it's more of the same. More Calgary. More Jake Allen. It could be 3-4-5-1 at any point in that period. I mean, take your pick. Jake Allen was magnificent in this game. It's all flames, but the Habs, they get a power play. It's been brutal the last little while. But Nick Suzuki on the half wall makes a beautiful pass all the way across to the other face-off circle. And guess who's receiving that pass? It's Cole Caulfield. He scores. 23 more goals to go. It's 2-1 to one for the Montreal Canadiens. Later on in the game, Uri um, Slavkowski takes a puck to the face. He's kind of going in on the forecheck in the offensive zone. It's a dump-out attempt. It hits him right in the mouth. He's bent over. You know, he's got a puck in the face. It sucks. It doesn't feel good. Trust me. If you never had a puck in the face, I hope you never do. 
but if you ever get one, you'll understand exactly how he was feeling. So he's very slow to get to the bench, and that results in a too-many-men penalty for the Habs because somebody jumped over the boards a little bit too early. Can't remember who it was. Doesn't matter. And the Flames get a power play, but Jake Allen makes a number of quality saves on that power play as well. Keeps it with a 2-1 to lead for the Montreal Canadiens. Flames eventually pull their goaltender to try to get the extra attacker, try to get that equalizing goal, and it doesn't work. The Montreal Canadiens win 2-1 to in a game, in a game where they were outshot 46-19. to 46-19, to man. I think I've said this before on, on other episodes of the Bottom 6 Minutes. I used to play on a team in uh, AAA growing up where my coach said, if you don't get at least 30 shots in the game, your next practice is going to be a bag skate. Because his philosophy was always, you know, you got to get 10 shots per period. The Habs... <laughs> the Habs didn't even come close to that threshold. So maybe they need a bag skate in their next practice. Uh, everyone except Jake Allen. Jake Allen is exempt from the bag skate. Uh, Jake Allen should be allowed to sit back in a lazy boy recliner and drink beer while everybody else bag skates after that game. They owe him one. Everybody on the team has to buy that man dinner and a drink. A drink of his choice. Doesn't matter what he picks. He could pick the most expensive top shelf scotch that they have to offer. And you guys should serve it to him on a silver platter and thank him for what he did in that game. Now, Team Tank, everybody in Tank Nation is not going to appreciate what Jake Allen did in that game because he stole one, right? They had no business winning that game. Um, I I feel like I have to retract what I said in the last episode. Last episode, uh, the game against the Sharks, I said there was a couple of goals that went in that I didn't really like and I haven't really necessarily enjoyed his performance throughout the course of this season in a number of different games. But that game, whew, Man, if anybody's interested in trading for a goaltender and they've been thinking about Jake Allen and you happen to sit down and catch that game, you might be picking up the phone and calling Kent Hughes and being like, what do I have to give you? Because this guy can clearly steal a hockey game when he wants to. I don't know, man. I I don't think he's going anywhere, but I, I do think that the Habs have to entertain any offers because you know this, this team's not going to be ready to compete while he's still in this window of being able to do what he does. Obviously, he's your player of the game, if if I haven't made that clear. I don't think I stated it yet, but Jake Allen's the player of the game. He made some ridiculous saves in this game. You can go to my Twitter account at DrakeMT. There's me plugging my Twitter once again, but <laughs> just go check it out. I, I posted a couple of highlights. He made one. It, it was a subtle save, but a really good one. The puck, I forget who it was. I want to say it was Kadri. I, I think it was Nazem Kadri. I'm not entirely positive. But the puck came off to the side, and nobody's covering that part of the slot. Like the side, the lower side part of the slot there. I don't even know what you call that. I guess it's just the slot, but whatever. <laughs> Somebody gets the puck over there. Pretty sure it was Kadri. And Allen kind of comes over, and he's really positioned well in the net, but he tries to lift it up. And the shot is coming up in a way that it's like, you know, it's one of those shots that's going to whiz right past your ear if you don't do something about it. And Allen just gets his shoulder up and somehow manages to get a piece of that and puts it out of the way. There was another one where he made a great blocker save and the rebound gets kicked up in the air and he tracks that puck anyways, despite the fact that 
you know, most of those ones where you kick him up in the air like that, you're not too sure where it went. He knew where that puck was the entire time. And when it comes down to land, it lands directly in his glove, which, by the way, he pushed his glove up in the air so it was sitting around his chin level. So nobody could even whack at it if they wanted to because they would have had a high stick call and it would have been no goal. So, uh, incredible game. He had a pad stack save at one point. He did a fucking Dominic Hasek-style pad stack. This was this was a goaltending clinic by Jake Allen, and as much as I want the Habs to lose games that they deserve to lose so that they can learn from it, wow, do I like watching something like that from Jake Allen. Gotta love a good goaltending performance. It's it's just fun to watch. And that's what I've been looking for this season is, is just some fun, right? Jake Allen provided it in that game. Uh, you're not going to see many like that. Uh, I mean, wow, wow absolutely deserving of the first star the player of the game whatever other award you can give him for a single game hand it over that was incredible now there were some other performances that were noteworthy in that game it wasn't a complete loss for the Habs in terms of again they they deserve to lose without Jake Allen you definitely lose that game as I said with the Stars, or not the Stars, the Sharks game, if you play this game 100 times, the Habs lose 99 times. We watched the one where they win. That's it. But still, there were some noteworthy performances. Most notably, outside of Jake Allen, I would go with Uri Slavkovsky. He was fantastic in that game. Fantastic. Remember, obviously I talked about the the goal that he scored 14 seconds into the game. That was pretty good. Um, But, you know, he was kind of the beneficiary of a really stupid play by Markstrom on that one. What really impressed me was a moment after he got hit in the face by the puck, right? He gets sent to go serve the bench miner. I don't know why they picked him. You know, we were talking about it in the EOTP Slack chat. And I was, you know, Scott Matla was saying... Why wouldn't you hold him on the bench and let him get evaluated and send somebody else to go serve that? But they sent him to go serve it, and he looked like he was okay. And when he comes out of the box, he comes out like a bat out of hell, and he's fucking driving the offensive zone, trying to get that puck like it, like his life depends on it. And he did that numerous times in the game. Like His forechecking was on point, man. He was driving hard every single time. He was trying to win every puck battle like it was his last. That is the kind of thing I want to see from a big body rookie like that is just going out there and just taking no prisoners, just just forcing your way down everybody's throat. Like, I belong here. You're going to respect the fact that I belong here. And if you don't respect it, well, I'm going to make you respect it. I respected that effort from him. I respected the fact that he was able to take a puck to the grill and still come out looking like nothing happened. I mean, what a performance. Um, for, for my money, I think that was his best game in a Montreal Canadiens uniform. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. 
there, there might be some who disagree with me, but I'm, I'm going to say it. I think that was his best game in a Montreal Canadiens uniform. He almost had a second goal in the, in the second period as well. He hit the post on a, a bit of a break where he was coming in on the left wing. Really nice shot. Uh, just, you know, he was a quarter inch away from that being a goal. What can you say? Uh, really great game from him. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, and I, I hope that that's a sign of more things to come, right? It's... It's an evaluation year for the Habs. I've said that many times, and he's getting evaluated as much as anybody else. I still think that they should let him go to the World Juniors, let him go play for Slovakia and see what he can do at that tournament. But, um, you know, wow, what a game. If, if you just look at that game, it'd be hard to send him because you'd go, well, how, how do we send him? This kid's clearly NHL ready. He got somewhat of a promotion for that game, and he was playing on the wing with Sean Monaghan and Josh Anderson. So that's a step up for him. He's been fourth line, kind of stapled to that fourth line for a while. And he joins in that game what is essentially the de facto second line for the Habs. I, you could call him the third line on some nights. Depends on, on ice time, really. I think it was pretty close in this one. So I think they were relatively about the same as the Dvorak line. That's usually the second line in, in terms of ice time. But... You know, gets a bit of a promotion and plays one of his best games in a Habs uniform. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. You don't gotta love the officiating in that game. Uh, the officiating was dog shit. Uh, I already talked about the missed interference call on Matheson uh, by Lindholm that led to the Flames goal. Uh, there was also, to their credit, it wasn't just against the Habs. Uh, Mike Matheson in the third period, he punched Tyler Toffoli right in the face along the boards. The refs blew the play dead, but didn't call the penalty. So what the fuck are you doing blowing the play dead if there's no penalty? The Habs had the puck. They should have been allowed to go up ice with it. So number one, that's a penalty. Number two, what are you doing blowing the play dead if you're not calling the penalty? You saw something. If you're only calling it because the Foley is down, then you're not you're not even using the rule book at that point because the Habs had possession. You should have let them skate up ice. If you thought it was okay, you should have let them skate up ice. Obviously, they thought something was wrong, but nobody correctly wanted to make the call. I, I don't know. Just NHL officials suck, and this was no exception. They were terrible in that game. They missed a lot of calls on both sides. It was pretty brutal. And some of the calls they did make were absolute 10-ply. Like... It's weird when you see them miss calls, like easy calls, but also call some absolute 10-ply bullshit. Like, I don't know. Everybody everybody who officiates in the NHL needs to go to an officiating school. They need to go to a school of just sitting down and watching hockey games over and over again on repeat with somebody pointing things out and saying, this is hooking, this is tripping, and then this is not hooking, this is not tripping. This is interference. This is not interference. Fuck. Brutal. Brutal. At the end of the day, I will say this. They didn't really impact the outcome of the game. Um, what did impact the outcome of the game was Jake Allen. That's, that's the story here. This game is a blowout win for the Calgary Flames if Jake Allen doesn't do what he did. Um... The only way that any team, you, you substitute, it doesn't matter what team you substitute. The way the Flames played that game, they were suffocating. They were just constant pressure, constant offensive zone time. No team is winning that game against the Flames without amazing goaltending. 
and they got it. The Habs got it. So kudos to them. Uh, this is two points they probably shouldn't have after giving up two points that they probably should have had. So um, what are you going to do? They had one for the tank and now one that's uh, very uh, an anti-tank missile, courtesy of Jake Allen. So uh, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoy watching a goaltending clinic like that. I'm not going to sit here and complain. Um, and they're back at it uh, on, what, Saturday against Edmonton and Connor McDavid. So we're going to see if they can ratchet down their defense a little bit and avoid getting shelled by the Oilers. Uh, that's going to be a tough task. After a game like that, you get one day off. At least they're staying in the same province. At least there's no travel. We'll see if Jake Allen suits up again for that one. We'll see if he can be the same version of Jake Allen or not. That should be interesting. But again, the, the key takeaways from that game, Uri Slavkovsky played great. Jake Allen stole one. And what else? You got another Cole Caulfield power play goal. That game, actually, now that I'm on it, now that I mentioned the power play, it is evidence that having a power play that works can win you extra games, right? When this team is ready to compete, when this team is ready to not have games like that against Calgary, and they're playing most of their games like they did against the Sharks and dominating at even strength, having a power play that can actually contribute can be the difference in getting two points. That game is perfect example of why they need to work more on that power play. Because what'd you get? You got one power play goal, and it was the difference maker in that game outside of your net. It's a clear, like, I, I really hope that they take that as a sign. Like, we have to work super hard on that power play, because once they come to the other side of this rebuild, it's going to be important that that's working. You saw what happened, right? Jake Allen holds you in the game, and when you get a gift like that from your goaltender, you can't just... Pitch it back into the fucking ocean. You have to be able to capitalize on opportunities and take that win. That's what they did. Their goaltender kept them in the game, and when they got an opportunity in the third period, they capitalized and they won. You need to have that capability when you're ready to compete as well. It's going to be important. So, you know, rough game overall, except for Jake Allen and Uri Slavkovsky, but... Maybe a teachable moment for the Habs. If we work on this, if we really work on this while we're going through this rebuild, then once we're finished the rebuild, we can have this ready to go. And situations like this where we get great goaltending, we're going to be able to capitalize on those late game opportunities in the power play and get the points that we need to get into the playoffs and get a good position in the playoffs and win the fucking Stanley Cup. God, we need it. Montreal needs it. I'm going on a rant now at this point, so I'm going to cut it off. We're running uh, almost 20 minutes, uh, so it's une soirée énorme pour les employés de soutien. Uh, we're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter, at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And folks, 27 more goals to go. The countdown continues. À la prochaine.